The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. March 14th, 1996. I tried to trick Drew into reading a fake email written by the great Jimmy Kimmel. And we take a call from someone who did seven hits of LSD. Jeez, I feel like I've taken seven hits when I think about this. My goodness, we're coming up on 20 years. Oh, how time has flown. Time, precious. Let's not waste it in the post office, people. Oh, no. That is time lost, especially during the holidays. Everyone backed up. No, no. Use my friends over at stamps.com. You don't have time for the post office. You say fat to that. Post office is going to be packed with everyone mailing their gifts. You don't have time for that. Use stamps.com instead. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and your own printer. Easy and convenient. The mailman just picks it up. We got a special offer. Use the promo code CLL for a no-risk trial. 110-buck bonus offer, including a digital scale and 55 bucks free postage. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in CLL. Get it? Classic love line. That's stamps.com promo code CLL. Phone route 1 800 L O V E 191 1 800 568 3191. Fax number 310 854 4455. I am Adam Carolla. Name of the show's love line. He is Dr. Drew. His qualifications why he's a board certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. Why am I? No, I mean his qualifications why he's a. Well, yeah. Because I am. No, no, I know why you are. It, it, it's a speech pattern. Let's get with the calls. <laughs> what the hell did Mike just do with that mic? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he put two in front of you. What is this? Is this a press conference? Mike, does one of these not work? Sounds like, not like you're kind of standing away from the mic. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, he's going to talk me here. Uh, before we get to the calls, I want to talk. I did get some email, and I do get some email. And I read it, and I try to answer it, very uh, very short spurts, because I'm not a good typist. But uh, here's one for Drew I found particularly interesting. Drew, you want to give that one a crack? I'm just going to start reading it? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> you saved this one for me, didn't you? Yeah, well, it was him. Go give it a crack. All right. This is from someone on America Online. It says, um, Adam and Drew, it may be unusual to receive a question from a colleague, but here goes. I'm a practicing physician in Minneapolis. Well, why are you making me read this? Just read it, this Drew. Is, it's on, a good one. Is, no, come it's on. not. Come on, Drew. Do your this job. This is not from somebody. People want to no. know now. Listen, go you ahead. You can read it. It's not from somebody that, that, <laughs> that, that works in my profession. You go ahead. You, you didn't let me read this before the show. Did you have this thing? All right. Drew is, uh, you know, he doesn't have all those degrees for a reason. I tried to pull a fast one <laughs> on Drew. You're, I uh, had somebody, uh, Jimmy the Sports Guy from the morning show, uh, put this over on the email about 8.30 tonight. Uh, it may be unusual for you to receive questions from colleagues, but here goes. Uh, the uh, fax reads or the uh, email reads. I'm a practicing physician from Minneapolis. My wife and I frequently 
frequently engage in anal sex. There's nothing I enjoy more than being penetrated <laughs> and uh, penetrating her back there. My wife has even started to call me Dr. Booty. Uh, anyway, it goes on for some more crap. I was trying to fool the wily Drew into reading that no. so we could put it on a cart. No. You're... No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't even thinking that far ahead. Oh, you so. are so I at least shifty. Knew, I at least know when something's bogus. You are Clearly. You are so crafty. Why? A doctor couldn't have an no, anal please, fetish? Please. Oh, well, it was a brilliant plan. Foiled again. Paul. Yeah, that's me. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hello. Hey. Hey. What can we do for you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just wondering if you had any uh, advice about this situation I'm in. Uh, see, um, my girlfriend and I, uh, we've been going out about a year now. And um, we started having sex uh, last summer, and we had sex about four months. And um, then uh, in August, her mom found out that we were having sex. And... Um, she just did everything in her power to um, to make that not happen, and she succeeded. Yeah, what'd she do? Well, she basically just made a lot of threats and said, um, you know, I don't want you guys having sex. You're, you're too young. And um, how old is she? Uh, she's 16. And you're 18. And I'm 18. Yeah. And how did she stop you again? I'm gonna try to understand this. Super um, glue, well, I she, think. Ah. She made a bunch of threats. One of which was she said she'd um, uh, make. Uh, Anna, that's that's her name. She would make Anna um, go live with her dad in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah. When does she want her to have sex? Uh, she says 18, but I think that's just because uh, she doesn't have any power by then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine when Anna turns 18, it'll be, it'll shift up to 20, and then at 20, it'll become 42. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you want? Well, um, basically, like, we're thinking about maybe... Um, confronting her and kind of bringing up this issue again, but um, we're afraid that it might have some negative consequences. Like what? Well, I mean, I don't know how she'll react. Well, you're already not getting sex. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say, you know, put on a bow tie and a carnation, make sure your pants are all the way up, <laughs> and sit down and talk to her like an adult. Mm-hmm. Make sure you shower and stuff. Okay. And what do you think, Drew? Yeah, I mean, I think that's all you can do is talk. It is not likely she's going to change her position. And you got to remember what what your girlfriend's mom is trying to do is what is what she believes to be in your girlfriend's best interest. She believes that she is not at an age where she should be having sex or that she can make decisions about those kinds of relationships. Uh, it's a little late, you know. I mean, just the fact that you guys have already had sex, is that right? Yeah. You know, and that that kind of a relationship creates an intense bond and that's usually what parents are one of the things parents are trying to protect young people from and you're already there mm-hmm. so it's a stop it at this point it makes some sense i mean but i think i'll just sit down and talk with her about it and i'll tell you at the end of the conversation uh nudge her in the ribs with your elbow and say uh there may be even some penis left over for you too you old bitty <laughs> i'll make sure to do that all right that should win her over all right, all right paul uh, moving right along. Michelle. Yes. You're on Loveline. Oh, thank you. I've been trying to get through to talk to y'all for so long. <laughs> I really have this big problem, and I need a little bit of help. Yeah. Um, I started going out with this guy named Stephen two weeks ago, and we we had sex, and that night he broke up with me. And his best friend, Richard, likes uh, me. I'm guessing he broke up after the sex. Yeah. Maybe, uh, let me guess again, after he climaxed? Pretty much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
about an hour later, he called an me. An hour I, later? Yeah. Well, what do you, you mean? He, he just took off after that, right? What, running? No. I was over at his house, and I left, and when I as soon as I got home, he called. What? Yeah. I mean, it really hurt my feelings and everything, and his best friend Richard started talking to me as a friend because I needed somebody to talk to. So I talked to Richard, and Richard was really sweet to me, and he took it the wrong way. And he thought that I liked him. Mm -hmm. So he asked me out yesterday, and the two of them live together. Mm. And now Stephen is mad at Richard and is getting ready to kick Richard out because Richard Why? asked me out. What's wrong with that? This guy, this guy broke up with you. I'm, in the most, said, well, he said that he that Richard was whoring him out. He was using him to get all his ex girlfriends. And I said, well, you know, this guy Stephen is. An a-hole. Top to bottom. Yes. I mean, he's an asshole. He really is. I'll say it. Still moist, <clears throat> forehead still glistening from the sexual perspiration, and he gets on the phone. Yeah. And breaks up, and then and then is going to violently assault his friend for being nice to you, basically. What, what reason did he give for breaking up, by the way? Oh, he just told me that he was confused and he didn't know what he wanted. Well, that would probably be accurate. Yes. Well, but he knew what he wanted before the sex. My scrotum has yeah. been emptied yeah. and I no longer have interest in women. Right. <laughs> yeah, see, he wouldn't have made the phone call the following morning because he would have replenished his supply of sperm. Which affects the phone dialing hand. I don't know if you've looked into that. It's a new article in the AMA that just came out, actually, uh, which is they, they say that Somehow, the weight of the scrotum, when it's filled with sperm pulling downward, actually affects the, the movement of the hands. Yes, the digits don't 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 work as well. And then again, once it's empty, they have full movement of the hand. <laughs> well, he was really nice. To also, works on the TV remote, by the way. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You sound like a little Southern belle. I'd like to just smother you with hollandaise and eat you. And what would you do with her friends? They Stephen. Oh, Stephen. Uh, this this guy's a. Uh, but you don't like Dick either. I mean, Richard. Richard. <laughs> we know you love Dick, but you don't like Richard, right? Yeah. All right. Th this is going to solve itself. I think so. I think Stephen though needs to be out of your life. Terminate contact with him, and just be careful with the guys you get involved with. Take your time. And this guy Richard sounds okay. So just. Well, I'm really trying to patch things up between the two of them because they're. No, no, no. Yeah, no stay out them. of Forget that. Screw them because well, they're both she, vultures. Well, she can he, she can see Richard if she wants. We don't know. He's not proven himself to be as much of an asshole. Yeah, but Richard doing that. Let me pick up the pieces. Let yeah, me yeah. put them in the shape of a vagina and try to hump them. Yeah. <laughs> is it's not real good etiquette either. Yeah. I think they're both vultures. Well, see, that's what Stephen was so mad at Richard about because he asked me out right after we broke up. Well, no, no. isn't that the pot? Yeah. Calling yeah. the kettle black. Good luck, Michelle. Be very careful, okay? Just well, avoid, avoid avoid that whole um, that, that whole crappy one bedroom they're in, would you? <laughs> yeah. Don't go over there. <laughs> okay. All right. Ah, Drew, hmm. are your girls getting old enough, fast enough one for girl. you? I mean, your girl? Thank God it's just one. Oh, that's the truth. Could you imagine? The, the no, Drew, the Drew twins? No. Oh. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Hello, Adam, Dr. Drew. Hey, Joe. I got to say, I love your show. Thank you. Listen to it every night at work. Thanks, Joe. Where do you work? Um, where do I work? I work at an elementary school. Uh-huh. Now, are you keeping the kids hostage, or are you doing some kind of custodial work over there? Custodial work. Uh-huh. Could you rip me off some number two pencils? Sure. Okay. 
Okay, my question is this. In high school, I smoked a lot of pot, and um, I got into alcoholism, and my me- now that I'm clean and sober, my memory isn't that good. Is there any kind of vitamin A, B, C, D, whatever that I could take? All right. How long have you been sober? About eight months. From both or just from one of these? Uh, no, um, from pot, it's been a long, 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 long time. But eight months sober from booze. You want me to refresh your memory of what you did in high school? You got stoned uh, no. in the bathroom and doodled on your peachy folder. <laughs> That's probably about it. And uh, how long were you on, on alcohol? Oh, God. Since high school. Okay. How about pot? How many years? Um, I'd say I started about seventh grade. Okay. And I went till about my senior year. I am suspicious. How long have you been noticing a memory problem? Um, were you just not aware of it when you were using? No, I'd say now. I've started to notice it now. Okay, so you're, it's really only since you've been abstinent and sober that you realize what you've done. Yeah. Um, you got to be sure you take lots of B vitamins. All the B vitamins are important. B12. No, I was just hearing about this. Yeah. Injections. Yeah, no. No, they... they I know, I They know, know that, like... No. like Ten percent of the people that are in these homes that have Alzheimer's yes, yes. and stuff are just deficient in B12. Well, there is a correlation as you get older with a fall off in your B12 levels, and there's been a relationship drawn between dementia and low B12 levels, but there's never been a causational relationship. Yeah, a little defensive tonight, aren't no, you? You don't no, like it you when know, I put on the doctor I, robe, not, do you? Because uh, you're about the fifth person today to mention this B12 thing. They must have been in the press. And it's it's as, as everything that shows up in the press, it's just a headline. It doesn't necessarily mean the science is even at the level of theory yet. Um, but the deal is that both these drugs, alcohol and marijuana, are in fact terribly damaging to brain, and memory deficits are one of the more common things that can be caused by the damage that occurs. For the most part, uh, with marijuana, a lot of the memory problems come come back. In other words, you, you tend to restore your memory over about a year. Uh, and with alcohol, it's hard to predict. Uh, All those episodes of Green Acres will come back to you. They will Don't indeed. worry. Indeed. But here's the deal. You didn't do anything anyway. Well, but but it's, the, it's, the, it's not the memories of what you did. It's the memory function in the present. You can't remember where you put oh, your okay. keys. You can't right. remember how to, you know, Fine. what you did, ate for breakfast. Uh, the alcohol damage can be longer lasting. I'm, I'm not sure what to tell you, Joe, except take lots of B vitamins, attend your nutrition, stay sober, give it about a year. And uh, if you're still having severe memory problems, you might want to see somebody about it because it might be something not not related necessarily. And listen to a lot of classical music before you take tests. Crystal. Yes. You're on Loveline. Okay. Um, I have this really confusing, bad situation going on with me right now. All right. Um, I got married in November of 95. And uh, uh, how old are you? I'm 17. My mom signed for me. And How old was the husband? He was 18 at the time, but now he's 19. Uh huh. So you you were 16 when he got married? No, I was 17, and he was 18, but now he's 19. Okay. okay. What's the deal? Um, we separated after two months because we had very bad problems, and uh, what were those problems? <laughs> he was very very controlling, and he pulled a knife out on me. So he was not controlling; he was abusive. Yeah. Was he violent beyond that? In other episodes than just that single one? Yeah, it was. It happened a lot. That that Sorry. was the final thing. All right, so it's abusive and violent. W- were you pregnant? No. Why did you get married? Because I thought I was in love. But um, I started seeing this guy that I worked with, 
And we started to see each other, and we started having sex. While you were still married? Yes, mm. but we were separated. And, well, then an ex-boyfriend comes in town that I went out with three years ago, but we stayed in touch. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm smelling the Etch-A-Sketch, yeah. by the way, Crystal. But keep going. And, uh, well, he, I've wanted him for a long time, and he finally gave in to me. But I was still going out with Troy, and I'm still married. Troy's, all right. So you're married, but you're separated. Yes. Troy is the sap you're dating from work. Right. And then, what's the name of the, the new old guy? Uh, Tony. Tony is the guy you have had your eye on for quite some time, and now he's coming to the fold. Right. Well, I broke up with my boyfriend because I felt bad for cheating on him. You, you broke up with uh, Troy. Yes. Because you cheated on him with Tony? Yeah. And, and you're married. Yes. And now, I just, I don't Crystal, care. how were you abused when you were growing up? How was I abused? Physically, emotionally? Well, I got in trouble a lot. <laughs> Starting at what age? Oh, gosh, ever since I was little. And what kind of punishment did you get? Um, I got grounded or spanked. Were you beaten ever? No, not beaten. Where's your dad? Where? Um, he's around. Yeah? How was he to you? Um, I don't, I don't know. He wasn't really there. Wasn't around. He was Absolutely. Down, but he wasn't. You know, he lived there, but he was always at work or asleep or something. Uh, let me just uh, hold on for one second and give a quick message out for budding dads out there. Hey, dads, be present. Yeah, dads. Who, who either are emotionally unavailable or are in any way abusive or to their kids. physically unavailable, uh, meaning they leave. Crystal's behavior is the sort of exemplary outcome. Start buying the stripper outfit right now. <laughs> if you're not going to be there emotionally, if you're going to leave physically, if you're going to be abusive... Buy the pasties. Buy the pasties. Buy the tassels. At least get them a head start on their new career. That's the least you could do before you leave. Sorry, Crystal, go or ahead. Or the rig, if there's a biological background of alcoholism there. Okay. Yes, buy the still. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, the guy I was seeing from work came over and brought a couple guys over to try to beat up Tony. No, I, I, Tony's I can't. Tony's crippled. He's crippled. He's got a broken ankle. And he, he brought guys over here to beat him up. And then now he's spreading rumors about me at work. All right, Crystal. He's trying to get back with me. Crystal, what city are you in? Louisville. Louisville. Kentucky. Kentucky. Louisville. Oh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh-huh. Well, I've taken a lot of heat of what I've said about Kentucky lately. Apparently, I was uh, 180 degrees off on that one. Crystal, you need to move out here to L.A. and write scripts for soap operas. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, gosh. Mike, do we have the Etch-A-Sketch? Crystal? Yes. That is me shaking the Etch-A-Sketch of your life. Tony has fallen. And, and become no more. Tony is gone. The ex-husband is gone. The cripple's gone. They're all gone. You need to chill out. You need to get a little space. You need to understand that whatever direction you go to in, I should say, in the current frame of mind that you're in is going to be the wrong direction. Do you know what I'm saying? Your compass is spinning out of control like you're in the devil's triangle. Don't make a move for a while. Just lay low, stay away from guys, and just sort of find yourself a little bit. Yeah, that's my problem. I can I can do that, but I just... You can do it for, for a weekend, but I'm talking about a couple of months. Many months. 
But I don't. Who are you, Tonto? All of a sudden? But I don't want to. I I like I like having. Crystal, it's not good. Crystal, we know you don't want to, but we've established that anything you want is bad. Unless like it's like water or something. I'll give you water. You know what I mean? You make, you make automatically make pretty bad choices right now, and you need to get a little time and distance out of relationships to be able to gain some objectivity so hopefully you make some better choices. And, and she may need more than just that, frankly, right? Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, what it is, it's like someone got a, a map that's totally off. It's like the world is flat on their map, right. on their globe, right. and they're following it. Right. They're out on the road, man, and they're following that thing verbatim. Mm -hmm. But the map was was drawn many years ago by a guy like a retarded Magellan. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, yeah. You got to crumple the map up and throw it away. You got to just chill out. Or maybe use it as a blueprint for a, for a real map. Wipe your ass with it is what I'm saying, and wait and get your bearings straight before you. Go out and seek more things because rest assured, whatever direction you're going, it's going to be the wrong one. <sighs> Brian. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Yeah, I had a question for Dr. Drew about yeah. something called a Kleinfeld test or Kleinfelder test. Kleinfelter. I love that Kleinfelters. 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 Why? Uh, it's, I don't know what exactly what it measures. It, it, it measures like your, your genes. Like your, your your chromosomes. And that yeah. would be your inseam? No, you can take a scraping of the cheek and uh, get the chromosomes analyzed. Well, which cheek would that your be? Your inner, your buckle membrane, your mouth cheek. Okay, Did you well, say butthole? My my mother wanted me to take this. Um, Why? Why? So I could get, like, fixed, could take medication or something to see if it's genetic or not. What is? I'm, I'm gay. Kleinfelters has nothing to do with being gay. Nothing. Well, she, that's what she, this person told her. So she's No, gonna, Brian, please. I mean, if you're please. gay, you can get that sample off the end of your partner's penis. Yeah. Uh, I've never had sex. Well, I'm, 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 Brian, I am really sorry for you that, uh -huh. that you have to deal with this kind of... I already went to Exodus and Junk, and that didn't work. So Exodus? Or Exodus is like ex-gay ministry thing. Do you, oh, you, <laughs> you want to be not gay? Yep. Well, I mean, I'd rather not if I could help it. Well, you mean, you but, mean, but you can't help it, can you? Well, I, you know, not so far I haven't. You can't help it. I mean, I, every teenager who f discovers they're gay doesn't want to be gay. Well, and I some mean, of them suppress it so much that they go out and get married and ruin like, and ruin like some other people's lives. It. It's like, I wish, I, I know I, I am, but... Brian. I'm an Eagle Scout and youth leader at church. All what's right, the, Brian, wait a minute. But wait, the, being gay doesn't mean you can't be an Eagle Scout. Oh, yes, it does. No, you can be Eagle Scout. I thought they had a whole court thing no, with they, being they gay and being out. involved with that. You what? Can't be like, yes. You can't be scouts. Oh, you're I mean, kidding. That's why they asked me to leave politely. I mean, I wasn't, like, put on the central computer list or anything. I did not know that. That's crazy. Yes, they drop you down to Squirrel Scout, and they toss you right out of there. Drew, wait a minute. Brian, yeah? this is fascinating because i got to learn all about this Exodus stuff, but we got to go to a break, so we're going to put you on hold. Okay, fine. I mean, I, I, I just... Brian, one Brian, hold on, hold on. We're putting okay. you on hold. We're going to work out this whole thing, because this is going to be a good one, and we'll be back. Love, 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 you go ahead. Love line, it will be right. Love line, love line, she love, sorry. But we don't have that kind of time. Love line will be right back. Hey, we said that. Yeah, you did. Stamps.com. The holidays are almost here. You don't have time for the post office. You say fat to that. Post office is going to be packed with everyone 
mailing their gifts. You don't have time for that. Use stamps.com instead. You can buy and print official U.S. postage. Use your own computer and your own printer. Easy and convenient. We got a special offer. Use the promo code CLL for a no-risk trial. 110 buck bonus offer, including a digital scale and 55 bucks free postage. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in CLL. Get it? Classic Love Line. That's stamps.com. Promo code CLL. Hi, this is Andy Bell. And that was Mr. Vincent Clark from Eurasia. You're listening to Loveline. Well, we're back. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. The show's Loveline. <laughs> oh, and you're clairvoyant, Drew. When we left off, we were talking... To Brian, who was calling because he was gay, and his mother was trying to cure him. Trying Brian? To, trying to exorcise this from him. Well, no, she, she wants me to take this test to see, like, genetics or something, and then they're going to give me some kind of hormone or some kind of medicine or no, something. No, they're not going to do that, because that has nothing to do with why you're gay. Well, that's what the doctor, anyways. Brian, what I, I, I wanna, I, let, let me promise you that that has nothing to do with it, okay? Okay, well... I what about the uh, hypothalamus? Well, that you may have some, there may be some anatomic uniqueness to your brain that predisposes to becoming homosexual. The people debate all the time whether or not this is a biological predisposition or environmental issues. It's it, like any human behavior; it's probably a combination of both. Can the bad mustache and crew cuts sort of set things off, Drew? Like you said, it was the, tur- the turtleneck. Oh, the turtleneck too. Yeah, I really should be administering the gay test, but that's a different story, Brian. Uh-huh. Tell us about this uh, exodus. Well, I just went to... My mom wanted me to go to a meeting, and my dad said it would be a good idea, too. And now, what is this meeting? Uh, they just go... They don't know I went. I told them I didn't really want to go, so I just went out of curiosity once. And explain and, how it works. Well, they sort of sit around, and they pray, and they talk about, like, how to overcome your feelings and stuff. Oh. What, I mean, any kind of feelings? Yeah, that kind. Wow. So, I mean, you could it, have it, a it craving... Like a big church thing. Right. Wow. Huh? But wow. It, 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 you could have it, you could want to overcome your feelings for heroin or for chocolate. I guess I don't know, but it's like my friends say, "Love the sinner and hate the sin type." So that's what they sort of. Most of my friends say that, you know, the ones who know I'm gay anyway. Right. I mean, I you lost know, half, when it, I came out of the closet. It's like I lost half my friends because of that. Well, it, it's hard enough <laughs> to recognize that you're gay when you're a teenager. Plus, you have to suffer the. Pressures, Slings and arrows, indeed, that are put upon you by your peers. I mean, it's not. It is a gay males have the highest percentage of completed suicide of any young person. It is extremely uncomfortable, unpleasant. You, you, I'm sure, would love to be exorcised and not to be gay. But the the worst thing that would happen is you suppress it. You go out and marry somebody and ruin a whole bunch of people's lives because you can't be what you're not. Now, the only thing I can I can maybe shed a I mean, this isn't even shedding light on it. But Tell the only about that experience you had in high no, school. No, the only thing I share with you is in talking to, you know, in this environment, talking to a lot of young gay people, a real significant percentage had had uh, childhood sexual abuse by males. 
Did you ever have anything no. like that? No. That, that's that's a pretty common thing. And if, and if that had happened to you, certainly you could get treatment to help you deal with that. But that wouldn't still not make you not gay. Um, I, I'm sorry for you that your parents don't accept you. Maybe they will. I mean, you sound pretty pretty good shape in spite of all the pressure you're under. Well, I mean, I've never had a boyfriend ever. I mean, I had like a one-night stand once. But, I mean, it's hard to meet guys and stuff. How old were you when you had the one-night stand? Uh, that was like last August. How old was the priest? Oh, I was 19. Okay. Uh, listen, Brian, here's what I would say to you, and, and we say we say to almost everybody, which is, <clears throat> do not, oh, man with this voice, uh, <clears throat> do not get up on a soapbox and announce your sexual proclivity to the world. You don't have to. Why do it? I mean, I'm a big boob man, but I don't have a sweatshirt made up that says I dig jugs and I wear it to the mall. Why? Because people would pass judgment. On me. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I mean, Drew over here is an ass man, but you don't see him wearing a big ass windbreaker well, when he real, goes and makes the rounds. I'm not Be- real blatant with it. I don't like show it off or anything. Right. Yeah, I'm I just I'm like, just saying why treat it any differently? I mean I mean within the heterosexual world people have their preferences. People like a little spanking, people like a little porn movie going while they're doing it. Some people like the lights on, the lights off, some people want to do it where the neighbors can catch them and stuff like that. But you don't have to announce it to your parents and you don't have to announce it to the world. It's well, between they, you they, they, I didn't tell them. They sort of found out on their own. How? Uh, they had, like, Playgirl magazines in there. What? I had some uh, magazines underneath my bed. Playgirl magazines. Yeah, and yeah. she was, like, cleaning my room. Well, tell me you wanted the cologne samplers. She, like, flipped out. So. All right. Brian, I, I'm just, I'm sorry that, that you have to experience this kind of uh, ostracism and... Uh, it really must be terribly unpleasant for you. Your your, your peers are, are coming down on you and leaving you. Your parents won't accept you, and they want you to change. Uh, hopefully, they will begin to accept you for who you are. Please don't think it's going to change. Accept yourself for who you are. There really are not effective ways to change this orientation. It is who you are, and the more you learn to deal with it and accept it and go ahead and have a productive life, you're going to be fine. You couldn't have a faith healer, for instance, yell like, uh, gay spirits, come out! <laughs> Marcus. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Wow. All right. I've been trying to get through to you guys for like, uh, I don't know, like two months. So I'm glad I finally got through. Hi, Dr. Drew. Uh, hi, Adam. Marcus. Guys, like, hey, Marcus. You guys' show is great. Huh? You know, I, I listened to it ever since I first heard it a couple months ago. All right. It's enough history, Marcus. What's going on? Well, you see, I have this problem getting used by girls. Yeah, it's got to be rough. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, okay. Um, about a month ago, it's, it's happened six times in the last month, I'd say now. And uh, about a month ago, it, it first happened where there's this, uh, really gr- this girl that I've had a crush on for a long time, and she knew it, and, like, she said she would uh, stop going out with this one guy, and... Uh, you know, one thing led to another, and uh, we uh, had sex, and the next day she told me that she didn't want anybody to know about it, and she stopped talking to me. And, and uh... All right, then? And then it happened I, again? Yeah. And, and then it happened again? Yeah. This has happened six times in one month? Yeah. Every five days, a new girl... How old are you, Marcus? You gotta be kidding! No. On average, every five days, a new girl. Well, okay, okay. It's the, I've only had the, the sexual thing. 
thing has only happened twice, but the other four <laughs> times, you know, it came pretty close. I'm weeping for you, Marcus. <laughs> no, I'm openly I'm... weeping for you and your, your horrible sexual predicament. No, you're, you're like a big walking vibrator, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know. Is this, is this something I can do to... I mean, I get attached, like, and so what? Well, <coughs> all right, well, but what? Listen to him. He says he gets attached to these girls, and then they dump him. It hurts him. Yeah. I know. I know, Adam. You can't. It's hard for you to imagine that somebody would have an attachment in a relationship like this. Oh, please, but, but Drew. He, this guy's having this, and then the relationships are terminated. That, that's uncomfortable. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's get to the problem. Are you a good-looking guy? I imagine you are. Yeah, and I didn't get noticed until just like this year. You know? Right. And you started getting some kind of like pubic hair or you got a tattoo or something, and now the chicks are all over you, right? Mm, yeah, sort of, I guess you could say. Okay, but you're, you're, not, you're not a real sharp guy? Well, I am, but it's, I don't... I don't so why, why are they doing this? Why are they humiliated? <laughs> they don't want you to tell their friends, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a social outcast, you could say. I mean, why? I have my own group of people that I hang out with that's not part of the mainstream. Why? Well, what, what is your group about? Well, we're just not like the the kind of preppies or whatever, you know. We don't believe in like the whole like put on the, you know, like the mask. How, how would you qualify? W- what do you mean? I mean? What would you call it? What, what, what characterizes your friends? Well, we, we don't like, we don't like go like super out of our What way. do you like? I understand what you don't like. What do you like? Well, we just like, like to be who we are and not like Try to put on this phony act that we're like someone that we're not. We're I mean, not punk. We're not hard rock. We're not. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something, Marcus. Per- pretending like you're something that you're not is a kind of form of BS too, by the way. But let's get down to your problem. Well, don't give in to them physically so quickly. Well, I, I, you know, I've never thought I've, I'd, I'd say this, but to a teenage guy, but hold out. I don't know. It just seems like I'm wa- walking around with a sign on my back that says "Use me" or something. I mean, uh, I, you know, I'm 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 sort of buying this. Well, I think it's real strange. And I'm, but I'm having difficulty in the sympathy department here, just because not my fault. It's my rearing. It's it's the society I grew up in. Yeah, right. I've been force fed all this uh, bizarre sexual ritualistic stuff in a male dominated world, and that's what I'm spewing forth. So I can't be blamed. But the point is, Marcus, is you have to find the just like we would tell a girl. Right. If you were a sixteen-year-old girl who was having this problem with boys, we'd say you need to pick your men a little and, better and not have sex with them and not have and be sex careful, with them. Get to know them, Marcus. You need to pick your women a little better and I, I, not I, I have sex with them. It's probably a lot more complicated than we can even offer him on the radio. But he he probably does kind of want to be part of that group, and that's kind of a way he's getting drawn into it, and then you know, he gets attached to it, and then he's it's taken away Well, from I don't know again. what the initiation is for getting into Marcus's group, but I would like to join the one <laughs> where you have sex every other day and then are just discarded so that you may go plant your seed elsewhere. And we'll be back. Call Loveline, 1-800-LOVE. One nine one. The phone call is free. The advice is free. Then it's up to you. Love line. We'll be right back. Are you still going to the post office? What? Now you get postage on demand with stamps.com. Unlike the post office, stamps.com never closes. That's right. They're open. 3010. I've rounded up from 24-7. You can buy and print official U.S. postage right from your own desk. 
got a special offer. You got a promo code CLL. That's right. Use our promo code CLL. There's a no risk trial. $110 bonus offer includes a digital scale and 55 bucks free postage. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in CLL. That's stamps.com. Promo code CLL. And enjoy your classic love life. Well, we hadn't heard from Drew's high horse in a while, but there it goes. It's I thought out they of heard the us yelling at each other. <laughs> oh, you mean you thought they heard us yelling at each other during the commercial? Right, right. L- let's just get something straight. Drew and I love each other in in way more than an emotional way, but in a physical way. And we have a profound respect for each other, but it doesn't mean we always agree. Right. Okay. Now, shut up and let me talk for a second here. Let me get the phone number out, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, and the fax number, 310-854-4455. And it's back to the phones. We go on Loveline, Mike. Yeah. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, Adam. Hey, Mike. Um, I had a question for Dr. Drew. Uh-huh. All right. Um, I'm giving blood in about two weeks yep. for our school. Mm-hmm. And they have you, like, sign a form, and they ask a bunch of questions, you know, like, have you ever used needle and everything? Right. And they ask... um. Do you have night sweats? Uh-huh. And I was wondering, what is that? They're like pajamas, aren't they? No. night. It means uh, that you sweat, like perspirate, perspire. Uh-huh. Uh, and everybody has sweat during the night, during certain phases of sleep. You'll have a certain amount of sweating. But when they talk about night sweats, they're really talking about drenching night sweats, where you have to change the sheets and change your bed clothes, this sort of thing. And that's a sign of deep-seated infection, sometimes tumor. I'm Okay. <laughs> All right. I yeah, was... I I do get that. Though. Yeah, you have some sweats at night. Most people do. No, but I have had drenching in the past, sweats. Yes, torrential huh. sweats. How long ago? <clears throat> um, I've had it as recently as a uh, couple months ago, but it'll be real isolated. You have but one I mean, up... I will be drenched when I wake up, huh. and it's not because you know the the, the space heater caught the uh, caught the tapestry no, no, on right. the wall on fire, and the place has gone up. I, right. Just wake up covered with sweat. Huh. Although, as, as Drew, you will attest to this, I am capable of sweating. From your forehead? No, I can sweat up. You, you want to feel my ass? No. That's right there, too, right? Okay. No. So, yeah, you can ham, but I, I'm fine, except for the whole tumor thing. Now I'm pitching a fit. <laughs> we'll have to check some things out. But, no, I, it, that's been going for years for you. That's just a normal pattern for you, right? It, it's happened sporadically and periodically in the past. Happened a couple of years ago. I did have yeah. an infection. It okay. lasted for three nights, wake up covered with sweat, right. and then, you know. That's sort of typical if you're sick. I was sleeping with a longshoreman at the time. I don't know if that had anything to but, do with but it. But really, Mike, the kinds of infections they're thinking about is TB or tumors and things like that. And if you have those sort of things, you ought to talk to a doctor, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. And they also want to know if you've been to Haiti, which is... Are they still on that, that question? Still I on think there? it's still on there. Huh. Which is, you really is not doing a whole lot for the Haitian tourist board. If they just, there's one country that's on there, it's Haiti. You been there? They don't even want to know what you did when you were there. You could have just flown over the stupid place, but they want to know. You been there? <laughs> you know anyone who's been there? Drew, what call are we going to now? That would be, well, I don't know, I'm totally confused. Jennifer? Yes. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. What's going on? Hey. I'm quite depressed. What's the matter? Uh, my parents want to 
kill my boyfriend. They hate him. They think he's a creep. Mm-hmm. Is he? No, actually, he's been my best friend for four years. Hmm. Why do they think, they think he's a creep? Uh, because he has a one-year-old baby. That's the only reason? Um, up until January, yeah. Before he had the baby, he wasn't a creep? Before they, before they found out that, that uh, he had a son, yes. They thought he was the greatest guy in the whole entire world. How old is he? He's uh, 19. How is it that he happened to have a child? Um, he was dating a... Uh, Adam. I was going to take back, a crack yeah. at this one. It has something to do with his penis, yeah. but I'm I'm a little fuzzy on the rest of the things. <laughs> the son, I think he had sex with a stork. Is that how it goes? Yeah, something like that. Oh, so so he has another girlfriend? No, he, he had a girlfriend for a very long time, like a c- couple years, and uh, they had relations together. <laughs> and... Uh, she ended up pregnant, and he asked her to marry him, like the responsible thing to do. And she said no. So they adopted him out uh, to a very, very, very Great. family. Outstanding. And now my mother thinks he's a creep. My dad thinks that he's just the worst bum on the planet. And it seems like he should be commended. I mean, it's, he stood by the little girl. He actually, yeah, did what Jennifer... Uh, referred to as a responsible thing, which uh, is could be uh, up to debate. I mean, it, it's a noble thing. It's a sacrificial thing. But I don't know if it's always the most responsible thing. What? I think abortion's the best thing sometimes. No, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Who, you Mr. Ed? I'm fe- I, I'm, uh, you call me anything right now. You're starting to talk like your horse now, Wilbur. But, look. It, it, they, she would have an abortion. She said no. They made the decision. And it was, sounds like it was primarily his girlfriend's decision. He stood by the decision the woman made. Oh, okay. And, and they were not prepared to raise the child. They they gave the child to parents who wanted and were capable of raising it. That's that's very, very commendable. All right, that's good. And he asked about the abortion? What? He asked if she could have an abortion. Yes. Okay. Well, so you're, you're into the – you're looking from a world population standpoint, right? Not just from... I want to thin the herd, Okay, all right, all right. You're on my list, by the <laughs> way. If you didn't have such a high degree of education and you weren't good for breeding, you'd really be in trouble. Mike the engineer, he's going on the first round. All right, so Jennifer, what can we do for you? Well, I, I, I can't have him come over to my house anymore. Yeah. I, it's very uncomfortable. Whenever, like, I go out with him. You living at home still? Yeah. Are you done with high school? Yeah. I'm in college now. Why don't you move out? Because I don't make enough to... You can't live on campus or anything? No, I don't. I, I live at home. Junior and, college? Yeah, and I'm in college. Junior college? Yes. All right. Well, you know my feelings on that. And, Adam, I'm going in the mornings and partying after... Oh, you party after school? I party after school. And well, I'm that's an interesting twist. <laughs> All right, good for you. Now, listen, Jennifer, is can you work on one of your parents? Is your mom, you know, is her ear a little more open than your dad's? She's the worst one. All right, screw mom. Work on dad. My dad thinks I'm giving him money. I think, Jennifer, you're 19. You've got to do what you've got to do. If you want to maintain a relationship with this guy and you have to live with your parents, you've got to respect their wishes, but you can maintain the relationship. Just It's going to be a hassle and work around it. You know, I've just thought of it. I have another invention. Uh-huh. This We're in a service-oriented society yes. now, aren't we? Yes. This is, would be a service industry. Mm-hmm. You know they have those, like, credit repair places? Yeah, what do you mean you don't know? What does that mean? You don't know what credit repair they'll, they'll re- is? They'll, re- they'll repair your house for credit? No, you... What are you... 
You're jacking me around, aren't you? All right, listen, you, you get a couple of, you know, you get a bankruptcy, you let a credit card go over too long, and you get your credit screwed up. Right. Your your TRW is screwed up. Right. So you go to these credit repair places, right. and they tell you what to do to fix your credit. Right. We should have this service for boyfriends. Boyfriend repair. Yeah, I mean, half the calls we get is some woman complaining, her boyfriend's the greatest guy in the world, or, you know, teenage boyfriend's great, but mom and dad hate. Right. What do you need but, to do to get the parents to right, accept the boyfriend? Right, but take them like, clean them up somehow. Right, right. You know, give them, like, a haircut and a makeover, right. write them out a resume, uh, you know, feed them a few lines and send them over to the parents' house bearing, a, you know, like a pot roast. This is just an idea, Drew. They're not all winners. Run by Henry Higgins. <laughs> You don't know what credit repair is? Yeah, I do. All right. Gerald. Hi. Hey. 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 Uh, questions directed toward Dr. Drew. Yeah. Uh, I was recently diagnosed with uh, Bell's palsy. Mm, I can, we can hear it in your voice. Yeah. I'm having a hard time. I bet. Impediment. And, uh, Just imagine imagine you've been to the dentist and he numbed your entire half of your mouth and then tried to speak. And, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And the answers my doctors are giving it's pretty vague about what the recovery time is and what he can do. Well, that's because there's no hard, concrete uh, uh, answer to that question. Bell's palsy is a usually, we believe, caused by a viral infection in the facial nerve, the nerve that comes out right here by your product gland and innervates your, half your face. So half his face is paralyzed. Say cheek, Drew. Cheek? Your cheek. Cheek, what did I you say? You just put your hand on your cheek. Parotid gland, I said. Yeah, yeah, but that's your cheek. Drew, Drew's pointing to his cheek, everybody. Uh, all right. And, uh, and it's probably... Come oh, on. Oh, there it goes. We well, come on. 20 Speak, times English. A night. Speak English. The fact is it's probably caused by some swelling of the nerve as it comes out of the skull here by your cheek. Mm -hmm. And it, it cuts it off. And it has to grow back. It grows back about a quarter to a half an inch a month. And it, whatever, it takes all that time to come on back down to your lip. It takes a few months. So it takes a few months. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, you got to cover about four inches. Some of it can be. There are cases where it reverses much more quickly if it's just you know swollen and the swelling goes back down and the blood supply is restored and some of the nerve comes back real quickly. So it's they can't say definitely it's going to come back. Right. Uh, and about five percent, uh, if I've got my data right, uh, don't come back. Don't come. Back. Uh, now usually you can they reduce that risk by putting you on cortisone or prednisone. Right. That's what they have me on right yeah, now. Yeah, and it has to be in pretty high doses, too. And on prednisone, the risks are, are nominal of it, of it being permanent. All right. Uh, how do you feel about acupuncture for alternative medicine? Well, he don't make any money off that, so I'm guessing it's not going to be for it. Acupuncture is great for pain control, uh, but it doesn't do anything for this, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. All right. What about numbing the other side and sort of evening things out? I don't think so. You couldn't you couldn't take uh, like a tennis shoe and smack yourself in the opposite cheek to just sort of get some symmetry? Yeah, I'd rather have half my face working than none of it. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Right. I'm, I have to ask. You understand? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Can you imagine that happened to me? Yeah, it'd be terrible. <laughs> There'd be a celebration in the streets. Christina. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Hi. I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, I was wondering, I'm 5'4", 120 pounds, and I'm almost 16. I really want to be a runway model. Mm. And I've heard about this experimental shot that they give to dwarfs, you know, to make them grow taller. And my grandma says they don't do it in America, but they might do it in Europe. And I was wondering if it's really worth the trip, you know, and whether I should go and try and get it done. Uh, I don't know what shot you're talking about, but for the most part, uh, you are genetically programmed to be as tall as you're going to be for the most part. Hold on, Mom. 
Uh, yeah. the, the risk the risk being that if you stimulate the growth plates of your bone to to grow more, they sometimes close e- earlier, and you end up shorter than you would have been in the long run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Cr- Christina. Yeah. You have dreams of being a ramp model? Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to be a swimsuit model when I was your age. And then the ass hair sprouted and it squelched that. Christine, is there anything else you could do in no, this life? my mom's yelling at me. I had to go. I just want to be a ramp model? Yeah. All right, well, walk around with that book on your head. Thank you. Okay. Bye. I want to be a runway model. Gee, I wonder... If the youth of America is being adversely affected by MTV right. and there's all this fashion right. BS right. and all this stupid advertising and all right. this waif crap. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? The girl's 16. She wants to be a runway no, model. And her, she, she feels totally inadequate and worthless if she can't achieve that. Yeah, she's going to go to um, Sweden to have her Achilles uh, tendons clipped so she can squeeze another three-eighths of height so she has a better chance of uh, getting uh, hooked on some drugs and walking up and down a ramp later on. Isn't that something? And let me tell you something about these ramp models. They're all ugly. Well, not all of them. But, I mean, they're weird-looking. You've seen the ones on these Calvin Klein commercials? Or the ads in the magazines? They got these emaciated little skinny little screwballs up there. They would never be uh, invited into your... Absolutely not. They would not make the cut when I do the whole cleansing. When I run my Darwinian rake across this country and weed out the biological troublemakers... We're just having one city. Right? They would not make. They would be right in the dumpster. I, they, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make a huge hefty bag and drag everyone out to the curb. Ichbenine love oh, liner, and we'll be back. Love line, we'll be right back when we're damn good and ready. Stamps.com. A quick trip to the post office, please. You make me laugh. Huh. That wasn't that good. Ha <laughs> ha! Har! That sounded like a pirate. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> yeah, that kind of laugh. No quick trip to the post office. Driving, parking, waiting in line. A hassle. Do what we do. Use Stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage right from your own computer, and you print it out right at home. They'll even send you a digital scale that automatically calculates the exact postage for any letter, package, or class of mail. they got a special offer. Use the promo code CLL, classic love line, CLL, for a no-risk trial. 110 buck bonus offer. You get the digital scale. You get 55 bucks. Free postage. The scale goes right in the computer, tells exactly how much your parcel weighs, and prints out the exact amount of postage you need from your own printer. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in CLL. That's stamps.com, promo code CLL. And now, let's enjoy some classic love life. Indeed, indeed, it's Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. 
Drew. It is Thursday, Sunday. We have Jed, who would be Jed the Fish from uh, the uh, hit syndicated show, radio show that is out of order. Monday. Well, I don't want to get too far. I don't want to give away too much. What's Monday? We have we have Paul Williams. Oh, great, excellent. Yeah. No, really, he's a good guy. Yeah, he wrote. Well, didn't he write Evergreen? I, I think. That's don't right. make me start singing it. I think that's right. <laughs> I think we're really. Phantom of the Paradise was his famous uh, sort of cult film. Did you see that? Yeah, I did actually. Just an old-fashioned. Lo- I guess Three Dog Night did that song, but he sold his soul for rock and roll. He right. was also in some of those um, uh, Smoking the Bandit movies. Is that right? Too. He played like the little guy in Pat McCormick, the world's uh, biggest, the biggest oh, engineer. Mike, what? Cannonball Run. Oh yeah, he's yeah he. <laughs> He's got quite a resume, and we'll be back in 10. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right. Well, we're back here on Loveline. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Corolla. He's Dr. Drew. And she's Brandy. Hi. Hi. Um, so I just want to ask a question. Seven mm. and a half months ago, I got pregnant by my boyfriend, and we were living together. And two weeks after that, he moved out. And then another two weeks after that, he broke up with me. Mm. And we were fighting for about four months because I was heartbroken because I did, he wouldn't give me a reason why he broke up with me. Mm. And in January, end of January, we got back together. And now he doesn't want to spend any time with me because he says he's not going to have any time for his friends, and he always wants to spend time with his friends. So right now he only spends one hour a week with me. How old is he? He's 21. Uh, Are you seven and a half months pregnant? Yeah. Uh. And he wants to go drink with all of his friends and go Uh. out with his friends all the time, and I cry almost every night to him, and I just can't get through to him. He thinks I'm just trying to change the person that he is. Uh, which, which wouldn't be an entirely bad idea. Right. Change him from the scumbag that he is. Hey, you're an alcoholic dickhead. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little change there. I mean, but he just thinks I'm trying to run his life, and I don't want him to have any time for his friends, which I don't mind him spending time with his friends. I just wish he would spend more time than just an hour a week with me. What are his intentions? Oh, well, yeah, as soon as you get rid of the kid and you're ready for sex again, I'm sure he'll spend at least another hour a week with you. Well, he t- he tells me that he's going to wait until I have, when I have the baby. That way he can, he'll be spending all the time with me. But I want him to spend time with me now because I don't want to feel like the only reason he's coming around is just because of the baby. Oh, no, wait a minute, Brandy. I see he's storing his love. Right. Like a chipmunk. He's he's socking his love away, and he, he's, he's getting it built up. So, so it's like one big, you know, one big love ball. That will last and, the rest of his life. And then it's going to roll right back on in after you have the kid. Well, that makes sense. But what, what I don't get is, though, because before we broke up, he asked me to marry him. And then all of a sudden, he wanted to spend all the time with me, and now he just doesn't want. I don't know. My sus- my suspicion is my suspicion is you will be so thankful of the day you decided not to marry him, or it caused him not to marry you. Oh, I won't marry him now. I mean, this guy Adam sort of phrased it poetically. I think what you called him was quite accurate. Dickhead, alcoholic dickhead. Oh, alcoholic dickhead. 
Yes, he's a he's an ADH. Brandy. Yeah. You're not in the greatest of all positions right now. We'll we'll be real frank about it. But <clears throat> certainly many a woman has been in your position and has gone on to do quite fine. I mean, uh, like Suzanne Summers. She was, wasn't she 17, 18 when she was uh, pregnant? Right, had her that's first right. Kid? That's right. And I think uh, maybe like Lonnie Anderson went that route. I mean, you could end up being blonde and having tremendous boobs. Well, I already have that. <laughs> okay, well, that's so, that's a pregnancy thing. but <laughs> No, I had that before, so that has nothing to do with that. Uh, that's why I got pregnant in the first place. Brandy, <laughs> listen, all I'm saying is is it's going to be kind of a tough road to hoe ahead of you, but it's going to be a little easier to hoe without this alcoholic dickhead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just write this guy off. You're young. you got a good head on your shoulders. You're going to have a beautiful baby, and you can take it from there. And like I said, it's it's not going to be easy, but it will get easier. And you got your whole life ahead of you. I think you'll be thankful this guy's as far out of your life as possible. People need to be jailed for this type of activity. That's true. That's and, true. Unless I do it. Jason. Hello. Hey, Adam. Hey, Drew. Jason. Okay. Um, I'm like 18 now, and about four years ago I started doing LSD, okay? Uh-huh. I used to take like on Fridays or like one night a week, I used to take like seven hits at a time. Uh-huh. And this is like a three-time, three, four-time-a-week thing. Wow. Who are you, Timothy Leary? Seven hits at a time? Yeah. Starting at 14? Yeah, starting about 14. Wow. How, how can you do... I did half. I, I'm only one time I've done acid, I did half. Because I was scared I would, I would... You know, the way my mind works, like, I'm on the edge anyway, and I thought I would freak. So I only freaked a little bit. Yeah. But seven hits? Uh. Yeah, well, I started, like, like, with four, and it just worked... My way, I worked my way up. The, the only, I've only treated a couple of patients with that kind of habit, and when the habit ended, they had difficulty doing things like tying their shoes. One guy kept putting his pants on backwards. No, oh, I have. Wasn't those little kids from that rap group? Was no, he? No, because no. they wear their clothes backwards. No. I can't stop like six weeks ago, but now like that, I don't do it. Like this started about the last time I did it. If I like jar my back or I get like adrenaline, and then when I should be experiencing like an endorphin, like you know the endorphins. My body tingles, like my leg, like the feeling that your leg gets when it falls asleep. And yeah, really you're going to get all kinds of neurologic symptoms for a long time, forever, really. Forever. Uh, and I'm sure you still see trailers after fast-moving objects. Um, only when I'm tired or some things like bring it on. Okay, well that that's actually better, encouraging. Uh, but that's a sign that your brain has been damaged and altered by the uh, by the chemicals. Yeah, but Jason, wait a minute, Drew. Oh. Um, your phone's is going that out. Your heart monitor. No, that's my phone going out. All right, Jason. Yeah? You're, <laughs> don't psych yourself out. I mean, if you're going to be weird, at least let it be from the drug abuse and don't pull a, a, a mental, don't dry hump your own brain by thinking you're crazier than you actually are because you took these drugs and you end up playing games on yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, we all forget things once in a while. We all do stupid things. We all walk around with our sunglasses on our head and spend a half hour looking around the house with the sunglasses. The only difference is I don't chalk it up to acid. Yeah, but what's going to happen with Jason, in, within the next 10 years, he's going to start having severe mood problems. That's that's just highly characteristic of this, this syndrome. I'm saying, but you saying that, Drew, no, is going to no, make no, no. him have No, 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 no. He's going he's gonna to forget that he did a lot of acid, and all of a sudden he's going to wonder why he's profoundly depressed and anxious and having all kinds of funny symptoms. And and I've seen some devastation. I mean, it, it's so commonly, 
from this sort of thing. You can't even imagine. Well, seven hits. It's well, it's, it's any, any any LSD exposure before the age of 15, and it's sort of my take on things, any more than about 20 or 30 hits of acid, any one single very large hit is highly correlated with long, lifelong mood problems. Christian. Yeah, hey. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hey, what's up? Hey, I'm on Loveline. I got some questions for Drew. Yeah. Yeah. That? yeah. Um, anyway, um, about piercings. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have, like, a lot of allergies and stuff. Yeah. I want to know if there was any weird, like, anesthetic or something that they use to numb the parts of your body that you get pierced that could make you an allergic reaction or something. I don't think they numb anything. I think they just take the spear out and go. Oh, really? Uh, we, we, we one night here had a, a penis piercing done on the air. And oh, uh, boy, that imagery. Thanks yeah, for drawing that up. Felt. Yeah, it was terrible to see Sick that. Stuff. I mean, they, they take out a big spear. And yes. Just start going after you. Yeah. I've seen it done before, but yeah, like one of those Tarzan movies. Yeah. Christian, listen, here's here. I'm I'm not a piercing expert, as 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 you may know, but here's my take: if you're not going to use any anesthesia for the penis, uh, I don't I plan on getting my dong pierced. Okay, but if you don't use it there, you're not using it anywhere. Right. And if there was a time, a place, and a place to use the anesthetic, it would be on one's Johnson. And if you're not going to numb the junk, then don't even think about the lift, the nose, or the ear, because that ain't happening. Where do you want to get a pierce? Um, probably my eyebrow and my tongue. The, the I've, I've seen a lot of problems from tongues lately, by the way. Everybody talks uh, about how they're in, they get infected, they can bleed. Uh, well, the other thing, the rejection rate apparently is higher with the eyebrow and the belly button. Those are the two most likely to be yeah, rejected areas. Well, well, those are areas that are likely to reject. And if you have any kind of sensitivity to metals, obviously whatever alloys are in the ring can, can affect you possibly. Do you want to get the tongue done so you can bring more pleasure to your partner during the oral interaction? Uh, the first thing I need is a partner before I can do that. <laughs> I'm kind of lagging on the girl department for lately. You know, yeah. But you figure once you do find one, you're going to bring her that much more pleasure because you got a dumbbell in your tongue? <laughs> you know, I would say most men would benefit more from some sort... Here's what needs to be done. Producer Ann yeah. needs to come out with some sort of instructional video. She needs... I, I should produce this. She needs to stand... You know, we could do it cheaply. She needs to stand with a pointer stick and a and a, and a tremendous vagina. Uh, lovely. I'm talking about one... Mm, I don't know. They're just about the size of, uh, well, like you take a sofa and put it up on one side. Uh. Something like that with a pointer stick. Explain the parts. Actually smack the different parts and move things around and show how things work. And That's explain them. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, because let me tell you, guys. Not that I would be the star of it, of course, but that but, there'd be something like that. Well, you'd certainly be like the creative consultant. Yeah. We exactly. might get some spokesmodel type. You know, this is right. Hollywood. Right. Not that right. you don't have the looks to pull it off, but I'm saying you may not want to be associated with this. That is the best idea I've ever heard. Well, we get her. She stands in front of this thing. I, I think I've just entered some kind of parallel universe. The thing really, is, I, I've, I've gone to purgatory. No, seriously, this could work. This is yeah. this is a mystery. This is the, you know, they say Everybody's that, walking around here saying, yeah, yeah, great idea, Adam. No, I mean it. Clam. No, listen to me. They say that the ocean is the last unexplored frontier, but I'm saying it's a vagina. I'm saying many a man has, has attempted, has, it's trial and error. 
You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. These guys, they don't, they, and they hear it from their buddies who don't. It's the blind right. leading the blind down there. Right. It's a very complicated thing down there. Many parts, am I right? Very many parts. You ever go the? You ever go to like the dealership and go to the auto parts counter and they put that thing up on the schematic of like an automatic transmission? Yeah. Even more complicated than that. Uh, Do you understand? There's O-rings. There's hydraulic hoses. There's all kinds of stuff going on down there. Anne sits in front of there. She's got the pointer stick. She explained what works and what doesn't. We put a little classical music behind it. At the end, I come running through the other side and do like some sort of uh, Chinese acrobat, you know, uh, uh, turn turn like a back over flip or something and, and, and say like a quick PSA about venereal disease or something so we can get it out there in the market and sell it as, as, as something that it's not. And I think we all make some money. Christian, is there anything else we can do for you? Um, uh, just one quick question. Would, do, you, do you know the next time the uh, Kitty Kings is going to be back? We do not. Good question. And do you know anything about that? No. no. We would lie of... I, re- I received a fax from him. I was right, going to bring it yeah, in. I got another fax, too. Hey. From Kenny Kingston? From Kenny Kingston. I would love to get that sweet spirit. He is sweet, isn't isn't he? I mean, he he's sweet. He's a great guy. But let me ask you this. Why do all psychics have bad hair and dress poorly? We had that one guy once that wears that Brillo thing on his head. Judd. Who was that guy? Gary Spivey. Spivey. Yes. You, you seen him? No. He's, it looks like he's wearing a, a white, a, a Brillo pad that's been spray painted white. I have a Brillo head, Drew. No, no, so no. You know, no, no. Makes you look like uh, flowing, long flowing hair. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Makes me look like Tom Petty? Right. <laughs> well, uh, Kenny, if you're listening, actually, you don't have to be listening. Just go ahead and I don't know if you... I don't know if you're psychic with for no money or, or not, but I would imagine it's something you can't turn off. So just go ahead and pick this up through the airwaves. I'm, I, I don't imagine he needs a radio to hear the message that we'd like to have him on the show. Is, is he a big, big scam? No, no, no. No? He's psychic. Yeah, okay. Where are we going, Drew? Are we going back to the phones? Uh, I think you have numbers still going here. Well, didn't I just press that? Uh. All right. <laughs> Nikki. Yeah. Hey. Hey. I have a question for Dr. Drew. Uh-huh. Um, I've had this problem for about four years with uh, bladder infections. Mm. Really bad. I mean, mm. I'm, I'm clean. I don't have sex or do any of that kind of stuff. But um, I've been going to the doctor and everything, and they don't seem to know what's causing them because I have a lot of them, like one or two a month. And that's do, you, a do they actually document infection? Yeah, they do. They, they find infection. But lately, about the past year and a half, um, it, it's worsened. It worsened a lot. What kind of doctor are you seeing? Um, a urologist. First, I was with my pediatrician, hmm. and she sent me to a urologist. And the urologist has done the cystoscopies and all that stuff. Yeah, I've done a cystoscopy. I've had to go. The, I went to the hospital one time, and wow. they checked the little valve and all right. that kind of stuff. Did right. the dye. Um, Nikki, now, the, it's now what? Um, well, now it's, it's gotten bad to where I have pain every time I urinate. Wow. All that kind of stuff. I've passed some major blood clots for. A while, and he, my doctor, just my urologist, keeps saying, "Oh, it's just worse bacteria. You know, we'll hit you harder with some more antibiotics." And mm. I'm getting scared because I know that you know recurrent infections can lead to major problems in the in the future. And I'm kind of tired of the pain too. Well, as long as they're limited to your bladder, you're usually in pretty decent shape. The problem is they can ascend up into the kidney, and then you get trouble. I have back pain. Yeah, well, if the bladder refers pain to back to the back, I, I, you, know, you might want to get another consultation with somebody else. Go to a, 
you know, an academic center or something to see if they can. I was going to ask you about um, just some things I've read about. I haven't found too much stuff on this one thing, interstitial cystitis. Right. Well, interstitial cystitis, though, you don't typically find bacteria in the urine. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Is um, You don't have bacteria in the urine. Sometimes they find it when okay, it's so you, really, you, really major bad. All right, so you're not really having infection each time. Now, having chronic bladder pain like yeah. this is a very common thing. Yeah. And, and sometimes and it is interstitial cystitis, but usually they'll see that on the on the cystoscopy. That's what he said. But and, one thing I read that um, about this group that works on in, interstitial cystitis, they said that you have to have a biopsy done in order to make sure that it is. That, that is reassuring, certainly, and they can do you know silver nitrate infusions and all uh-huh. kinds of stuff. But when somebody gets in a situation where they're having recurrent chronic bladder pain, it is a very difficult, frustrating problem. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it, it's not an uncommon problem either. But I would say, you know, go go to an academic center where they treat lots of people with problems like this. There's multiple. This is this is a place where acupuncture and things like that, alternative kinds of interventions, are very very useful. Okay. An academic center meaning a college. A university, yeah, yeah university setting. Okay. All right. okay. All right, Nikki. Okay, thanks. And not to say anything about Nikki, but very common for women that have that kind of a syndrome to have had a, a sexual abuse history or rape, that sort of thing. Really? Yeah. Why? Okay. What do you mean, huh? I mean, they, they have chronic pelvic pain. Oh, you mean because they were damaged physically? No, because it's it sort of sets up a pain cycle somehow. That this this the the emotional trauma is internalized as a somatic pain. Oh, okay. I I just had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Just from that call. All right. Well, we're getting it back, John. Yeah. Hey, you're on Love Line. Adam. Yeah. Oh, right on, Doctor Drew. John. Great. I thought I'd get through to you guys. All right, John. Okay. Adam, you got to be careful when you say that to Adam. He's tempted to just hang up every time somebody says, uh, I've been trying to get through for three weeks. I, yeah, I see I your hand what, going towards yeah, the board every time. I don't know what time. that is about me. I have a curl streak. All righty. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I have a girlfriend. Okay? We have sex, and the only problem is I end up coming before she does. Can I use that word on the air? Yes. Okay. I end up having an orgasm before she does. And uh, the thing is, it's, it's always pumped before she has an orgasm, and I want her to have an orgasm. Now, I feel that I make up for it because I have an orgasm the most, uh, four times a night. Really? Yeah. Four times? And what kind of time period? <clears throat> I'd say in about two hours, two and two and a half hours. Really? Sober. You son of a gun. I guess I'm lucky in that sense, but the, the thing is, is she doesn't get off as often as I do. I mean, I'm talking pumps before she actually gets off. What, 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 you're talking pumps? Uh, strokes. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm having sex with her, right? Right. I come. Right. I mean, I, she, her legs start vibrating. She's about to have an orgasm, but the only problem is she just doesn't come because I come too quick. Right. So what do I do? Do I? Uh, but is this a situation where your orgasm leads her to her almost orgasm? Uh, no, no, definitely not. I'm because no, I mean that Drew. What are you laughing about? Where are we going here? I want to know what came first, <laughs> John or the egg, or the chicken. Uh, here's what I'm saying: a lot of people get aroused as a result, as a result of witnessing the other person. No. Have the orgasm like once in a while. My roommate will walk in while I'm having myself. I can see that he's excited. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. Okay. No, no, no. It's just, it's just, it's just. I mean, if I were just to last maybe five pumps more, just to get her going, and then well, John, what is your question? You are for us? a smoothie. Yeah. What is your question? Where'd for you us? go to finishing school, John? Five pumps longer. And let me ask you this. Go ahead. That was only four, John. 
let me let me just figure out what constitutes a pump. Is it is it like a push up where you got to go down and up and that's one, or is it just down a pump and then there's the one cycle? How about that? One cycle. So you have the compression stroke and the intake stroke. Okay. That's a two cycle. That sounds good. We'll we'll just call it one. Okay. So there and back. John, once. what are we supposed to do to help you? We're trying to add five strokes to his game. Am I right? Should I? Should I? This is the opposite of golf, by the way. Here's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the Hey Vern advice. Okay. You know the guy I'm talking about? Hey Vern? Yeah. Yeah. Hey Vern. What's that? Yeah, Ernest goes to camp and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Get one of his posters. Get one of his posters. Put it up at the foot of the bed. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, it doesn't help. I'm telling you, they've done tests in laboratories that adds between 12 and 15 pumps to the average 22-year-old. My my mind doesn't think that way. I could try to get my mind off of it. It won't work that way. Well, well what do you want me to do? Like, whack you in the ass with an oar? I hope not. It's got to be an emotional thing. Oh, wait a minute, Anne. I have a little bit of advice. <laughs> Why don't you start stimulating her first and bring her closer to her, her orgasm before you enter her so she's already aroused and then... But, Anne, isn't that going to cut into his TV time? It might. Yeah, you know what Ann is saying? I, I understand what she's saying. John, listen, you know like when it's cold and you got to be at work, you run out and start the car, and then you run back into the house and you shave, and then you, by the time you get in the car, the heater's working, the, the coolant's circulating, everything's looking good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. All right. What, you, what you're basically what you're telling me is, is, is think of something else. That's not what Ann No, Ann, Ann is saying start stimulating her. Let her get a head start. It takes women longer naturally. I I didn't hear that. It takes women longer naturally. Oh, yeah. So you're going to have to start her first. If you want to come at the same time, is that what you're trying to achieve? Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same time. Well, within, what, five pumps? What do you, I mean, come on. Five pumps being just an average. Yeah. I just want her to enjoy it as many times as I do. Yeah. Because I honestly do feel bad when she doesn't. All right, listen. First off, you're making love. You're not you're not inflating a volleyball. Well, no, I want her to enjoy it, though. All right, but let me just say this. Let me just say this. John, here's the analogy. Are you ready? Go for it. Close your eyes. Uh, they're closed. All right, here's, but, but take your hand off your penis and listen. Here's what Ann is saying. Here's what Ann is saying. Picture a 100-yard dash. You're a faster runner than she is. So when the gun goes off, let her get 20 yards ahead of you. Then you run at your normal speed, and you both hit the finish line at the same time. And we'll be back. Love Line will be right back to say something interesting or humorous or something. This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention, because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down, or put it in your cell phone, 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. 
That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing endless student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. Hey, this is Iggy Pop, and you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yeah. Let me give the phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. And the fax number, 310-854-4455. And it's back to the phones we go. Jenny. Hey. Hi, Drew. Hi, Adam. Hey, Hey, Jenny. Hey. Okay, this is my problem. Um... I'm 23, and I got married when I was, like, 17, and I had a baby, and um, my husband cheated on me, so... Did you, did you say you got married? 17. Okay. Yeah. And um, so my husband cheated on me because I wasn't, like, um, I didn't really like having sex anymore after I had my son. Right. So, um, like, I'm, like, a total devoted wife. <laughs> But last weekend, I met this guy that I knew from a while ago, and I had sex with him. And now um, he's, like, totally opposite from my husband. And um, now all I want is this guy, and I'm not attracted to my husband. Uh Uh-huh. And this guy caused you not to be attracted to your husband? Well, I guess I was... I've never had an orgasm in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um... My husband doesn't go down on me, and I think I'd really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And this guy's just like, I don't another, know, he's another customer for Ann's video, by the way, but he, he's better. He went down on you? No, he didn't, but just, see, that's what's like weird. He didn't go down on me either. But yeah. Hey, you know, let me just say this. I don't want to give you a complex, but if enough guys don't go down on you, there could be something funky that way comes. You know what I mean? You ever rent that? Yeah, okay, but it's like I got married at 17, and um, for five years, all right, my so husband just kind of grosses out on that. He doesn't like it. Yeah, this guy gave you an orgasm. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't either. All right, look, Jenny, you've <laughs> right, you got a real mess on your hands anyway. Yeah, Jenny, right. here's how Jenny makes a point, though. She, and I met this one guy, and he's really wonderful. My husband would never go down on me. Oh, so the new guy did? Uh, no, he didn't either. But <laughs> I'd never had an orgasm before with my husband, and this new guy. Oh, so the new guy gave you? Uh, no, he didn't either. But then I went to Europe. So you went to Europe? Uh, no. No, but I want to know how come all I want is this guy now and not my husband. I mean, should Be- I want Because you, you're in this this emotionally vacant relationship with your husband, and all of a sudden here's a guy who's giving to you. It's natural enough that you would respond to that. Okay, but Although guy, no orgasm and no oral sex, listen, right? Okay. No, but listen, the guy has a girlfriend, oh God. but I still want him. Yeah. And I want to get with him, but want, I don't know. You want to escape want to from you want to escape from what you're in, really. Probably more. I mean, you're, you're it's all focused on him, and it's not going to change the fact not that. Not really, because if I wanted sex, I can, my husband wants to give it to me all I'm the not time. Saying, I don't uh, want it. I am not saying sex. I'm saying that he is emotionally available to you. You have a, a, a 
empty relationship with your husband. Here's a new, exciting, connected relationship that you want to be a part of. This guy's like Disneyland, <laughs> and you want a good time. But don't think you can move into Disneyland and have a good time. Right. You, can... you go there and visit. <clears throat> After about eight hours, you vomit because you sucked up too much cotton candy and Yoo-Hoo. And then you go back to your own pathetic life. But just because it's good doesn't mean you want to move in there. A lot of people do that. They visit once. They go, hey, it's the happiest place on earth. But there's no, but you can't live there. Right. Right. That's exactly what I mean. I don't want to, like, have this guy forever because I'm sure he wouldn't want me forever because he has a girlfriend. But I want to know, like, is there something wrong with me that I don't have an orgasm? Just in general, you mean? Yeah. I mean, if my husband can't give me one and this guy didn't give me one, but I still want this guy... That's okay. Okay, that's like a different problem. Well, I guess. first off, your husband is 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 about as devoted to you and your orgasms as I am to astronomy, <laughs> which, if anyone knows me, is nothing. I know there's like uh, Uriah's Heap and a few other things up there, but uh, that's what's <laughs> looking at me cross-eyed. There's some guy's suspenders. I don't even know what's going on. The point is, is this guy's not paying enough attention to you. I mean, you're married to the guy, for Christ's sake. He's never gone down on you. You think you do it once out of curiosity. Okay, that's what I asked. I even asked this guy because I'm like, I'll, I, I could ask this guy anything. I'm like that type of person. I asked him, do I smell or something? He's on no. Well, of course he's going to say no. No, but I'm a uh, type of person I said, I won't think All right, Jenny, 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 Jenny. All right, everything's coming apart here. and we, In so many different directions, we don't even know which, which yeah. direction to go in first. You've got a kid. Stay committed to maintaining a family on the behalf of your child. Get some marital counseling. See if you can work out the relationship with your husband. You know, you don't hate your husband. You just got some something's wrong there. You're disconnected in some way, and you have all these physical needs that you can't express to. On behalf of your child, make your marriage work. You know what you can do, ladies? Lie in the bed and put, like, a trail of, like, ginger snaps going to, to your private parts there. And if the guy's stupid enough, he'll follow it along like a dog and eventually get there. Wendy. Oh, hi. Hey, you're on. Hi, Adam. Hey. Um, I have a not really a problem it's just mainly like a decision that i have to make mm -hmm. all right um i'm kind of nervous so bear with me all right um i was married for about three years um i was pregnant when i got married i have a two-year-old boy and i left my husband in september um ever since then he's been going through all the phases you know like the phases of a divorced man I right the first <laughs> there's know, the first denial then there's anger then there's, there's acceptance anger, then and there's, there's grieving for you you know right well right now he's in the i'll do anything for you that's nice <laughs> that that's one of the shorter phases though i've found <laughs> anyways um and i the other problem i have is my family just they, they're not his favorite person mm -hmm. so if i got back with him I mean, my family relationships would be ruined. They're not his favorite person, or he is not their favorite person? Both ways. Okay. <laughs> it's usually a mutual thing. Yeah. Right. Yes, they're in love with him, I but mean, he... I don't, I don't adore his family either. Other than his begging to come back, what reason would you go back with this guy? Um, the reasons that we... Well, there's a lot of reasons that I left him for. What reasons but, would you go back? Well, because one of the reasons that I left him was that he couldn't keep a job. I mean, a good job for any length of time. And that's changed. Mm-hmm. He's been managing the noggles for coming on six months now? <laughs> exactly. All right. He's doing that just to impress you, right? <laughs> um, 
that's my problem. Yeah. I mean, Next I'm month, I'm getting my own name tag, honey. This stuff to impress me? Is it going to be the same when All right, I Wendy, on? Wendy. Uh-huh. Let me open up just a little here for a second, divulge a little of my uh, okay, dicey I have, past. I have another problem with him, too. What's that? Is that um, he was kind of, like, mean to me. Because, uh. see, when we, we, when we got married, I was pregnant. Okay. And he was kind of, like, mean to me at first. Do you have a child together? Yes. Yeah, she was pregnant the, pregnant see, with his it. child when yeah. they got married. That's my other problem is I'm trying to make it work for my son. Right, okay. Hey, Gabby. Wendy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry there's a little Freudian Go slip ahead, there, ahead. Wendy. Can I say something? Yeah. Uh, when I was 22, I had a girlfriend. Or two. I've, I actually have done this twice in my life with two girlfriends. One time, I think maybe 21, 22, and another time when I was like 25, 26, which was basically get a girlfriend, establish a pattern. A relationship, you mean? A relationship. Be, be you know, not really abusive, but a little absent. Drive them away, have them pick up and leave. Uh, the second one left when I decided to go to Hawaii uh, without her and then came back and she'd moved out. And then go insane in an attempt to try to get them back. Now, once I got them back, after settling in for about two weeks, I immediately thing. got right back on the fast track to neglect. Right. And, and Which is a form of abuse. So what you're saying is he'll just go back to the Oh, absolutely. Yeah, now, I don't think I'm that way now. And I, actually, I don't want to experiment. I'm, I'm just going to think I'm not, I'm not actually going to test it out. But the, the point is, is some time goes by, a little introspection, you know, read a few books, sit in the park a couple of days, get a little therapy. Five years. <laughs> actually being institutionalized for five years. After five years, I'll give you enough Enough help. medication, and you can put a small dent in your pattern. But at the age this guy is, this fits right in. Expect what you left. Right. But but the difference here is that there is a child. They are trying to commit themselves to something. And maybe it is worthwhile she, that she stick it out or try to make something meaningful out of this relationship. The thing is, like, I don't want to go back and then have to leave again. I mean, yeah. that would be, it would like be worse the second time. How old is this guy? He's a couple years older than I am. Has he done any work on himself? Besides the Noggles gig? <laughs> um, no. Not really. No. Yeah, okay. That, then the forget it. It, it, it. It's just like this. Something's broken. I always go to the car analogy. But if you had a car and you broke the timing chain on the car, so you put it in the garage and you let it sit there for four years, would you expect to open the garage four or five years later and, and, and start the car up? No. Why? It sat there. It's a timing change. Timing chain is the thing that connects the valves to the lower end, the cranks. Is so otherwise, because you break the timing chain and the valves smash into the piston, and that's going to run you. But the point is, is unless you had someone come in there, pop the hood, get a little grease on their hands, and go to work, it's not. It's in the same place it was. It just sat there. And that's the same way with people. They don't change. you got to do work to change. That's true. All right. And now I'm going to go to the bathroom. Love line 1-800-LOVE-191. Love line. 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 Love line.
I was not setting out to be like the, the classic handsome man kind of persona or whatever it is in my career as a musician. And I don't think a lot of the greatest people were Bowie or Iggy Pop or Mick Jagger. But the two things that I think are most attractive in, in life are confidence and ambition, like that you, that you see something in the future. Hello, this is Marilyn Manson. I'd like you to listen to me and one of my greatest heroes, Brett Easton Ellis, on his podcast, The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast at PodcastOne.com. The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. Hey, what's up? Mike Catherwood and Dr. Drew here from The Mike and Drew Show. That's right. Uh, we love hearing from you guys, so keep on sending your tweets and comments to Podcast One. Uh, do send them. We read them. And don't miss the chance to take our survey, listener survey, at podcastone.com. Your responses help us can really adjust the show to what your needs are. Yeah, we like to know what you like and don't like so that we can tweak the show to make it as good as possible. It'll take about three minutes, so you'll get instant gratification that comes with knowing you helped us out. Do it, yeah, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it. Take the podcast survey over at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And keep those tweets coming. Dr. Drew's changed his mind on Twitter. Yeah, I'm, com- I'm coming around on He's Twitter. He's coming around on yeah. Twitter. Keep those tweets coming and keep those comments coming. Loveline. That is the name of the show. Our mission here at Loveline, suck up a lot of coffee, go to the bathroom eight times, get the hell out of here. Phone number at Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Occasionally we get email, legitimate email, like the one Drew's about to read, Drew. Here's a guy, Pete, who says uh, he's a T6 paraplegic. And he wants to report the use of an injectable drug that's now available. <laughs> he injects directly into his penis. And it says, I get uh, hard for about two hours. They tell me not to use too much of the drug because an erection of more than three hours can cause blood clots, so I'm very careful. I just mostly want you to tell all the ladies, especially in the St. Paul area, that guys in wheelchairs can have sex. And if they like it on top, I am the man for them. <laughs> and not only can you have sex in a wheelchair, but you could actually get a rolling start. Uh, it's sex. But it is interesting now that the, the sort of injectable treatment for male erectile dysfunction is, is quite evolved. I mean, guys can inject stuff in the, directly into the penis that will make it hard and stay hard for a couple of hours. And it's not it's not the papaverine and the stuff they used to use. These are now prostaglandin drugs, which are very, very safe. Right. And they used to use a form of uh, epoxy resin, I understand. <laughs> Except for you had to, like, snap it over a table in order to get it back in your underwear. Oh, Drew's pointing like a chimp. That means something important's happening. Jason? Hello? You're on Loveline. Hey, what's up? Nothing. I like the, uh, the rolling theme thing you got going there with the uh, wheelchair guy. Ah, thank you, Jason. A, a connoisseur of highbrow comedy. That's very good. Um, I wanted to make a, um, a comment about that girl that called about, I think it was about four callers earlier, Brandy. Right. Where she's pregnant and, like... Seven and a half months pregnant, boyfriend's a dickhead. Right, right. Well, um... Uh, my wife, um, let me see, in September, uh, we were kind of in the same situation. She, uh, we got her pregnant, and uh, I had to leave for two weeks. And the day I got back, she found out that she was pregnant. And uh, she decided, you know, she didn't want anything to do with me. And that, you know, she was going to be Miss, uh, you know, liberal rights and, you know, raise this kid on her own kind of thing. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Although we're, we're very suspicious. And so what's the comment you want to make? Well, uh... Uh, we got 
back together, and um, ever since we've been back together, it's been like seventh heaven. We're in love. Good. Uh, we got married on March 2nd. Great. And uh, everything is just awesome. Congratulations. It's, it's just really killer. And what I wanted to make a comment to that girl, like she's still listening, that things do get better. You just got to work with this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but this guy may be... Uh... Did you see the movie Old Yeller? Huh? <laughs> Do you ever see the movie Old yeah. Yeller? There comes a certain point when you just have to take the dog out behind the barn and put a bullet in him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not well, workable. Well, see, I was in the exact same situation her boyfriend was. That just I was going out constantly partying like every single time I had off, uh, going out, getting plastered beyond belief. Um <laughs> You know, and she would find out about these things, like me getting totally. Yeah, but th that guy's problem wasn't so much that he was abusing excessively; it was that he would only allow be around her at most an hour a week. Well, yeah, that's what she said. But you know, okay, I believe that though. But uh, I'm just saying that you know that I was a lot like this guy from what I heard. You know, going out. Right. All right. But you wanted to change. And huh? you did. And it worked. You wanted to change, and you changed. We didn't necessarily hear that this guy wanted to change. And, you know, an hour a week doesn't sound good, but it really is. If you if you work it out, it's like nine minutes a day, Drew. <laughs> Plenty of time for loving in nine minutes. Let me tell you what. Bright? Yes. Adam? Yes. Dr. Drew? Yes, ma'am. Uh, Dr. Drew, I actually had a question. Mm -hmm. um, have you heard of roofies? Rohypnol? Yep. Yes. I've treated some people who are addicted to that. Uh, can you please give me some information about it? I've... I think I've had an experience with it, hmm. and I've talked to different people. Um, it's real. It's it's coming in apparently th largely to Mexico. Well, it's, it's real popular down in Florida. It's down in Southern California a little bit. Roofies wasn't that wasn't that a musical about a bunch of gay-hearted young roofers uh, set in uh, turn of the century England? Absolutely. What? <laughs> oh, and I was thinking of Newsies. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I've heard that. Um, Different symptoms can happen. Well, it's, it's basically it's in the category of uh, benzodiazepine, so it's a Valium-like derivative. Uh, it tends to have somewhat more euphoric effects, some amnestic effects, very sedating. People like to use it for flying. It's readily available in Europe, uh, and it's highly, profoundly addictive for people who have that biological predilection. Isn't it what's being considered the date rape drug? Well, in that you, you forget what you've done and you're very drowsy and you're kind of euphoric. Yeah, it's sort of the perfect drug for that because you don't remember what's happened and you're sedated. Um, but I, I have never seen anybody do anything like that with it. And I've treated a couple of roofie addicts, and they're usually uh, opiate addicts, in fact, that I've dealt with. Oh, from what I've heard is that um, I saw a couple of um, television specials, and they were bringing it across the border. Yep. From, uh, yeah, Mexico. And they could get a three-month supply because it's supposed to be, you know, like a sedative. Or right, right. So what's, right what's People are going over there with bad with prescriptions, getting them filled. Coming. No, no, no. You, you, they don't have prescriptions over there. They you you just buy over the counter. You just, uh, yes. No, you just walk well, in. They were getting... There had something to do with prescriptions there. You just walk in and buy it. I didn't have the sound up at the time. I must have been watching a porn movie or something and then neglected to go ahead and turn the sound back up on the set. <clears throat> but the point is, is all right, go ahead, Bright. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Oh, um, well, what I last heard was that Clinton now recognized it as a, a date rape drug and is now considering it a felony. And my experiences with it, and when I've gone to different, I had a bad experience on New Year's, and I think I might have gotten slipped the drug. 
and when I talk to different people, there's, I can tell them symptoms, and they're like, oh, yeah, that just sounds like it, but I don't know if anybody really knows. What, what are the symptoms? Um, let's see. I was in and out of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I was, my arms couldn't move mm-hmm. um, for, for a while. They, they were, like, glued at my sides, throwing up um, violently. Uh, I had two drinks, or actually, like, a drink and a half, Um but I don't, I, I don't experience blackouts when I drink. I never have. So this is really kind of... Right. There's no telling what they gave you. Yeah. There's no telling what they no. gave you. Could have been an opiate. Could have been ecstasy. Could have been a lot of Bad nachos. Who knows? No, no it's probably, it was probably well, something. She was throwing up. But, but, you know, opiates can make you throw up. Ecstasy can make you throw up. I mean, it, it, to say this for I I don't know. But somebody gave you something, it was bad. But yeah. has this drug been around for a little while? Mm, in Europe, in this country, just kind of getting. In fact, they were considering it for approval for use in this country. It wasn't until all this bad press came out. You, you know what they call this drug in France? Zedepret drug. <laughs> okay, I started laughing after that. I was so stinking. Listen though. Yeah, I'm listening. This is like the new hot thing. This right. is like freeway shootings. Right, right. This is uh, pit bull right. attacks. Right. This is date rape drug. This this will blow over right. quickly. Mm. Boy, but that uh, just sounds great, doesn't it? Hey, it's a date rate right. drug. As, Next on hard copy. Right, exactly. As, as the date rate drug, it, yes, it will not. But people are going to be addicted to this drug. It's a very profoundly addictive drug. But if it was called the library drug... It wouldn't be on hard it copy. Wouldn't, it wouldn't make the news. <sighs> Alan. How you doing tonight, Adam? Good. Dr. Drew. Alan. You know, your voice sounds different on the air, Adam. Uh, or on the phone than, than on, the, on the air. But anyway, my problem is this. What, wait, how often do we rap on the phone? Uh, not often, but uh, you seem to have uh, less credibility over the phone, but I won't get into that. <laughs> you said three words to him so far. You're, the, you're not the guy at the uh, gay sex line, are you? No, no, no. Okay. But, uh, but let me let me get to the problem. The problem is this. I'm wait sure. a minute. What are you talking about? Drew, Drew, do you know what he's talking about? Alan. I think I think he means now as he's speaking to you, it's different than hearing you on the radio. Oh, yeah, I see. The, the quality of your voice. Okay. You sound more authoritative on the radio. Oh, why, thank you, Alan. Uh, but anyway, uh, no, this has nothing to do with uh, gay uh, anything. I'm 33. I met a girl in Europe last summer. She's 19. And I plan to bring her here for a two, three-month stay. And I'm really close to my family. We do a lot of things together. We're going to be vacationing together. And I'm getting a lot of static because she's so much younger than me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting the, um, you know, is she legal kind of, you know, those kinds of things. And, you know, she's a mature woman. She's 19 years old. Right. Mm. And and hair in her armpits, for Christ's sake. <laughs> no, things have changed. Oh, they have? Yeah. Well, what about downstairs? Yes, uh, like I said, she has uh, developed. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying the Europeans, they have a whole different approach to grooming. Well, actually, they don't. It's it's a non-approach. Really, it's a more passive approach. But anyway, Alan. Well, you know what they do now? They put ads uh, in the glamour magazines with razors alongside of the underarm deodorant ads. Oh, oh, it, 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 it's sort of to get people working exactly. that way. To kind of get them thinking in that. You know. I see. Be like me putting the talc ads next to the underwear ads. Alan, what can we do for you? you can, well, what is your question? Basically. You know, how do I, you know, deal with the family in yeah. regards to this? How old is your mom? 
My mom's 72. Mm. But she's the... It's oh, man, just wait it out. It's how, the, how old's your dad? My, my father's not... It's like my brother's. It's my male friend. Oh, okay. All right. They're I the see. ones giving me all the static, and we spend a lot of time together, and we're going to be doing a lot of things as a family together this summer. Right. You mean mom, uh, brothers, friends. Exactly. When you're going to have this visitor. Yeah, you know, and... Uh, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Here, here's what I, here's what I would here's what I would guess on this one, Alan. When people hear a number, oftentimes that's as far as they go. But let me put that number in context. She graduated from high school less than a year ago. But you know the Europeans, Drew. They're so European. Do you know what I'm saying? There's a whole different. It's like a whole different thing over there. It's like a practically that's like a different country. <laughs> they have different ways. First off, the kids are all get, drinking wine and getting loaded before they're 13. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're they're taking in the uh, the cinema and the opera, and they're very cultured. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? All right, listen, Alan. I bet if they put a face behind the number, it would be a different story. Possibly. So you want them to get to know her. Exactly. No, no, I, but that's what Adam wants to. That's what I, I, I'd actually like to get to know her, too, Alan, but... She shows up, she's mature, she's lovely, she's refined, she doesn't smell, she's not too hairy, and everybody warms up to her. Exactly. They don't like, it's not that they don't like her, they don't like the, the position. The concept. The concept. Once they can put a name and a face and a smell, not necessarily a bad smell, behind the concept, I think they'll warm up. We'll see. All right, Alan? Thanks. All right, good luck, and we'll be back. Love Line, call 1-800-LOVE-191. Love Line. We'll be right back! I guess that music means we're out of time, but not quite. Drew, mm. you want to read the uh, email? I you want to do the ritualistic them. email read reading? Them. Yes. It's yeah. Sad. Now let's sell it. L U V one nine one on America Online. L U V one nine one and the address. If you'd like to write to us, it's Loveline PO Box four three forty five. That's forty three forty five, Hollywood, California nine zero zero seven eight. What'd you do? Have a quaalude during the break? It's late. But Drew, you're all right. I want to slow enough that they can hear you. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it's right. Yeah, when people leave stuff on your phone machine, you ever get those people do that? They know their phone number so well, and they call you up and they go, "Uh, "Yeah, I'd like you to call me back at three one zero eight five four 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 five." And you have to replay. I mean, like you're sitting there like freaking MacGyver with right. your ear pressed against the thing. And after about the fifth go round, I start getting pissed off. I go, right. "Why do I need to do this? Right, right. Because there's more on it. At least slow down. You ought to have some sort of seminar on this, Drew. Anyway, I'd like to thank the lovely Sam for doing a great job on the phones, and I I would like to thank the beautiful and vivacious Sherry for doing an always great job on the phone. I would like to thank the lovely Ann producer for shaping the show. In her own image, much like Jesus Christ. I would like to thank the One Nut Wonder Mike for doing another stellar job behind the board, something that I certainly couldn't do. I would like to thank Dr. Drew for coming in here with all his infinite wisdom and putting out 
sharing. He leaves a little piece of himself in the studio each evening, just like Mike left a little piece of his testicles in the doctor's office a couple months ago. I would like to thank myself for doing an adequate job. I would like to thank you for listening. Join us again on Sunday. Mahalo. expressed on Loveline by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. Happy, happy, happy. The Loveline's producer is Ann Wilkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.